0: Show agenda.
1: Just I watched that trailer, that... but is there a date? It.
0: Well, let me oh, watch this
1: li- live reaction, baby, right there, boy. Oh, awesome.
0: We could do that. Yeah. Welcome to level 31 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, your video game podcast where three widgets meet weekly to talk about what we're playing and what's in the news. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live from Southern California and on the line with me are two of my best friends in the metaverse, the Jake Sully of our podcast, Vactor.
2: I see you, Rob. I see you.
0: And that old buff guy, you know, the bad guy in Avatar, the always angry,
1: Jeff W. I don't know any Avatar characters to reference.
0: Uh, He's talking about O.J. Simpson. Oh, Oh, the best Avatar, some would say. That's a callback to Sandbox Gamers After Dark, which maybe you listened to it already, listeners? Or maybe you're going to listen to it after, but who cares? We recorded it before. the the video game podcast this week but anyway thank you for joining us everybody oh wait i didn't say who am i in avatar vector
2: you are natiri (laughs) natiri
0: he sounds hot (laughs) okay so (laughs) thanks for joining us everybody i already said all the intro stuff but one thing i haven't told you yet is if you haven't Subscribed to the podcast? Do yourself a favor, hit subscribe because when you hit subscribe within Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play or whatever it is that you listen to us on, not only do you get the Sandbox Gamers every week, but you also get our bonus podcast in the same feed, Sandbox Gamers After Dark. And boy, oh boy, this week, this week's episode was something. I'm just going to tell you that Jeff saw some snooch. And Factor took it to the nooch, if you catch <laughs> my drift. So yeah. you're going to want to listen to that, and you're going to want to <coughs> stick around because uh. we're talking all the latest and greatest video game news, that we're going to do a video game news lightning round, and then we're going to take some time and talk about the games we've been playing this week. But one more thing before we get to that, don't forget to rate the podcast, give us five stars, Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever it is, because... I'll just I'll lay it out there it's a kindness don't you want to be a good person or are you a bad person listen if you're a bad person that's fine don't rate us but if you're a good person go ahead and give us those five stars we appreciate it one five-star thing I always say every week is that Jeff W is always D T F down to talk the fun news so Vactor tell us what are you going to what are you going to serve up on a plate hot and ready for Jeff?
2: Well, there's two that are ready for Jeff. The first one is right now. This comes from the verge.com. We are in a golden age for skateboarding games. Uh, skate Sim adds a much more realistic flavor to the genre. So, what do you think right now about skating games, Jeff? Session sa- Skate Sim, have you played this? Um,
1: so yeah I've, I think I've played everything uh especially in this realm not like like I don't care for Ali Ali like that to me is not that is like an arcade game that is not like I would almost you could almost just take like the skateboarding part of it out and it's just just whatever you know you could put something else in there and just kind of plug and play um on that but um yeah, you know, I don't even know if I would say like I mean, maybe it's calling the same thing. I don't know if it's a golden age. It's almost like uh, like a renaissance. Like, it's coming back, which I did not expect, especially after, you know, they took so long to even announce, like, a Skate sequel when that game was blowing up, you know, and all that was happening. Um, and there's... So there is Skater XL, which I would say is probably behind, like, Skate 3 for me, like, my favorite. And then I, I love the Tony Hawk games, too. Um, but I think the Tony Hawk games... They do something that these other ones can't, and I think that's make you guys play. Like I'm sure, like Tony Hawk was so big at some point. Both of you had, to, you know, you just have to play because it's just like it's its own, <laughs> it's its own, you know, genre or whatever. I played um, <laughs> Tony
0: Hawk Pro Skater three. Very no four. Which one right. had Boba Fett?
1: Ah, uh, three. I Wasn't think it? three. Three because three had Maul. That was uh, two. No. no, I think that was three. I want to say three.
0: Whichever one had Boba Fett, man, I played that game into the dirt.
1: Yeah, so like Tony Hawk, I think is like I still we're in like a weird spot because like, I'm I'm hoping Skate Four is like massive. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's huge, but um, like the game they're they're talking about here, Session, it's very like I played it and I I had like you have to sit there. Like, it's really like it's the it's an Elden Ring, let's say, of the genre. It is very much like, Ooh. yeah, less dragons though, so it's lame. But <laughs> you just have to sit there and learn those controls and you're just bashing your head against things for, you know, hours at a time trying to make stuff work. Um, so I think it's interesting that there are like several major skate games because it used to be just Tony Hawk or at its peak, it's just Tony Hawk and, and the EA skates or EA's skate. Um, so I think I, I sort of agree with this article, but I just don't think I would be shocked if those games continue like skater XL and and session. I think they are what they are. They're selling, they're selling because of a lack in that market, right? Like there was a, a gap that opened up once, once skate became, you know, no longer viable for EA. Like once they shut that down, like you just couldn't get those kind of games. And, uh, it, so I think those come from the absence of those. And I think there's probably a little space with the absence of Tony Hawk. I'd be interested to see if somebody does grab that Tony Hawk stuff and, like, try to make that kind of game or continue it. Um, but uh, to to me, I just don't see those other ones surviving, especially if Skate 3 is what it's hyped up to be right now. Um, I think it's going to eat all their lunch, basically. I think it's going to take all the van base from that game because it's number one it's going to be free it's going to have all the stuff you want it's got the big money behind it and it's probably going to have enough work done that it's going to control better than all these like i think you guys c- could pick up skate 4 when it comes out it'll be viable for you to learn how to play it sounds like, like a dare these, Jeff. <laughs> these i don't think so but you know i will say i will say that i skater xl on the steam deck It was super fun to me. Like it was really good. Like that—that was one of my favorite things to play on that when I was when I was using it. Um, It's just to launch that up and just, you know, get twenty, thirty minutes in on that game. Uh, And it's like perfect for that. You don't have like, you know, goals or missions. You don't have anything to like stop you. Just do what you want, and you can hop in and out. And that is perfect for that. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, maybe a little skate skate four on the Steam Deck one day. But, yeah, I, I think it's okay. I just don't think, like, people, like... I don't think, like, you guys are going to be interested in these games, right? Like, I just don't think it's going to well, draw people in, you know? And
2: I think that's where you downplaying Ali Ali World, that's yeah. where we would like it. Rob and I would like... It's a side-scrolling Tony Hawk. Like, it's... Hmm. They take out that element of the third... Like, that other dimension, and then the open-worldness keeps it on rails, keeps it side-scrolling... Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, like Tony Hawk, you want to play it again real quick. Like, oh, I died. Okay, I want to play it again. I want to play it again. Yeah. That addictive nature of it. That's what I like about Ali ali World. And it's perfect for the Steam Deck, perfect for the Switch. So I think it's good to have different, like like you said, um, like the there's the over-the-top, a cartoony one. Okay, this one is right. the mobile one. This one is the... Um, the simulation one. Like, I think it's good to have all of those different things. And it's just interesting that in 2022, all of these skating games are coming out now. So I thought that article was interesting. That Yeah. And one other thing out. I'll
1: add on Ali Ali, I think I agree with you on that. Like, I think it is, like you know, if it draws more people to that, that's fine. I guess I also come from like a biased set because that is one that is, let's say, not of the culture. That mm-hmm. skating right, like if you go into those other games, you're gonna see the style, the clothes. Uh, I think Session even has like full blown like athletes or skaters. They have like skins in the game. Like it is, it's using like actual like board companies, truck companies. It's using things from that culture. Like all those games do that, except Ali Ali, where that's where it like kind of separates for me. Where I that's a. Like, that stuff being included is automatically interesting to me because I just want to see that in the medium, you know, too. So I, I think you're right, in my opinion, is, like, biased against that for those reasons.
2: And that's also very similar. If anybody has not played Alto's Odyssey and Alto's Adventure, those are, and Tiny Wings, too. Like, all of these are 2D side-scrolling and you you hold down the button and then you or you hold down the screen and then when you release the screen it jumps. So like, it if, as you're going through obstacles you just release the button and it jumps over them. Very fun to play on a mobile screen and like if you're sitting, like waiting at the doctor's office or some, those Altos games are really fun and Ali Ali World. So those were uh, the the skateboarding segment on our show this week.
0: <laughs> the weekly the skateboarding. <laughs> section. You're welcome. Yes
2: the other story for Jeff W and I only say that because Rob says that this person is very similar to Jeff W hmm. yeah
1: Vide- I've said it vi- before you- and I say it again what do you call Vactor what, so we can include a news story about a name that you call Vactor
2: hmm I can't think of any celebrity <laughs> but a celebrity that Jeff W reminds Rob of is video game Dunkey yeah <laughs> I love Dunkey same. so I take it it's After a compliment. one in the same Eleven years of reviewing <laughs> games on YouTube, he now has launched an indie game publishing company. So, I want to know, Jeff, yeah. does this interest you at all? And Rob,
1: mm. uh, so he's I like he's just I like publishing. Dunkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not not dev. Just just putting. It seems like he's gonna he's marketing almost he's saying, is kind like, of what this is gonna be. I think. I mean, obviously, like funding to get it on platforms, I think, also, but I think yeah, he has a lot of money. He's yeah. saying
2: that and that comes from his seven million subscribers. But he's saying after eleven years of doing this, he knows what makes a good game. So that's what he's trying to he's he says that's where, where his credentials come from is just kind of having a passionate voice for quality, originality and fun in indie games. Uh big yeah. mode is the company's name.
1: Um see I was going to make think, sense
2: to me
0: <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll jeff you go first and then i'll okay. I'll back clean okay. up
1: okay well just let me i mean i think both of you could agree donkey is he's definitely i don't know if it makes a ton of sense like to jump into that world but there is kind of he definitely has his i think his finger on the pulse of the gaming community as a whole right like he picks those games apart he doesn't like things that I think a majority of the community. I think he kind of obviously people are going to disagree with about like like certain games or whatever. But I think a good baseline, you know, I could show any kind of video game fan, even people I know that just play like a couple games. I can send them a Donkey video, and they're gonna like like the content, right? So I think he does. He does have like kind of that knack for like you know. Like he, de- like definitely what happens is his videos go up and then he, like the Reddit threads are huge and they're all talking about his critiques of the game and people are agreeing, right? Or maybe some slight disagreements here and there, but you know, people generally, you know, have the same feeling, I, I think, or at least there's like a, a major audience that would agree with him. So I do think like as a tastemaker, which is what this seems to be, is somebody that is curating these games uh, in a way, I think there is value in that. I don't know if you, would, you guys would agree with that. That's just how I would see know. where, where think, it makes sense. I don't know.
0: I think curating games versus commenting on games after they're out are true two way different things. It's, yeah. And so circling back to what Vactor said where he said um, he's got all these all these years of playing video games and all this experience. But you could say that about me. You can say that about Vactor. You could say that about Jeff. I've been playing video games for over 30 years. Same with Vactor. Jeff, you only just started.
1: I am thirty years, years, baby.
0: <laughs> so I think I think it if he's gonna publish, it's gonna take a lot more than just like what kind of games do I like? I mean you gotta go out there, you gotta find these people. You're not he doesn't really have a hand in developing the games. Mm-hmm. He's just funding the, the publication of the games under his umbrella of, uh, games, whatever he's going to call it. So I think I, it doesn't sound as easy as he's saying it, or to me, it doesn't seem like it's as easy as he's saying it.
1: Like it doesn't track. Like, I think yeah. he could, I guess the question is, is can he do it? Right. Like, does mm-hmm. he, cause I mean, how many, like video games too are an investment. I guess if they're like indie, they're going to be like smaller investments. It's not like he's putting right. on a call of duty, but like if you go wrong a few times, like, could be tough you know i guess youtube funds it and do publishers give how long
0: publishers hand over money for development that i don't know i don't think
1: they do i thought it was kind of the other way around or i you know well maybe though because i mean like like annapurna isn't handing over money hey make a cat game you know right yeah Um, I mean, they have to be definitely getting some kind of funding from a publisher, though, at some point, right? Because, like, let's say, like, Square Enix steps in and wants to publish your game. You're going to go with them off of the Square name alone, right, for Japan, for, you know, all the properties that they own. Um, I'm assuming Square, you know... Taking the title of publisher for that game is also committing a certain amount of money and funding to that game too, right? So Mm -hmm. I I would assume, and and whether I I don't know if it's going to come in on like the back end or the front end, right? Like I don't I don't know if he's going to necessarily give somebody money to like fully develop the game, like from start to finish. But like maybe somebody comes to him with a game, and he's like, okay, hey, I'll you know now I give you you know this amount of money, which you know in effect would fund the game right like if they're trying to sell their game it'd be
2: what would I help them that's make a what, living i didn't right. watch his video announcement of it but i think that's what he's trying to do is just say hey i don't want to have any type of creative input i just want to be able to the people who do have to give you money yeah you're i want to lift a, them up yeah
0: you're gonna make a good selling game and we're both gonna profit I yeah, right what he's
1: that's, that's at. what the thing is so it, you and know, like he Effectively, could do some of that just having a game on his channel, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure I'm trying to think of all time ahead, but I feel like there were a couple games where I saw him play, and I'm like, oh, okay, like he's saying it's good. Let's go try it. You know, get the exposure, does that already in that way, right?
2: To to put a spotlight on it. Uh, But I Mm -hmm. wonder if he's trying to do it in an earlier stage than when the game's already done. That's when he can put his spotlight on a YouTube channel of, hey, look at this game already, because. Does he ever show any betas or any alpha builds or anything like that on his channel? I don't watch the channel.
1: No, I don't think so. Shame on you! But I I wonder
2: if, as this big mode company, maybe he can have access earlier in the pipeline and be like, "Oh, that! I think that Mm. one's going to be good. That one's going to be good," and he can raise the exposure. Yeah,
1: I, I think too. That's a dangerous. I don't think I, as a fan, would like that much e- like i don't know if i want to be like oh hey a donkey video instead of like a you know smart critique of like the biggest nintendo game out or you know uh, a hilarious like review of uh or you know showcase of uh elden ring or something like well, that's what said, i'm going there for i don't know if i'm there for the advertising of his games i would
0: think he wouldn't do that or i no, think it would be said, smart yeah. to stay away from that
2: yeah he said in the thing i'm, I'm just this is from the article he said that he's not trying to change the channel. It's going to be the same. Everything's going to be the same on the YouTube channel. But what I was saying was just to to, mm-hmm. um, to get more clarity on what, what he's going to be doing versus right. um, if he had just done it without the YouTube channel. So it'll be interesting to see what Big Mode does. Uh, if there's anything that comes out of it that is worth talking about, we will cover it on the Sandbox Gamers the last big news this week was there was we talked about the tr- the teaser trailer. Now there is an official trailer, full trailer, for the Last of Us HBO Max series, which is still has no release date. It's just 2023. Um, I really enjoyed this trailer. Um, it's it definitely gave me the vibes of the game, which is one of my top 10 games of all time. Last of Us slash Last of Us two. Um, what did you guys think? Because there's not a whole lot as far as storytelling. I think these are just like quick glimpses of here's the world and the vibe of it. Here's the feel of The Last of Us. Mm. Um,
1: I was say, it looked like a good chunk of this footage is clearly going to be from the pilot episode. Not a, Not like all of it, but like all those scenes where he's running, you know, they're in the truck, you know, and like they're in the town and things are kind of. Uh, popping off, I guess. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, I think well, all that, that stuff that. looks accurate from my memory. Rob's actually playing it, or w- was starting to play. It, so I'm, I'm looking you know, at it right now. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't so, like, had a chance to
0: watch think. it before this actually. So I'm just, oh, okay. I'm not yeah, yeah. listening to it, but I'm yeah, just looking at the imagery. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. you don't even need to listen to it actually. Um, yeah, just
1: they do the clicker sound. You know, they mm-hmm. they do get that, which is like easy. You could just pluck that from the game i would think you know just mp3 into this uh or whatever um so i think i think it looks you know pretty pretty solid um like this is what
2: a minute and 48 seconds is the total runtime yeah so there's not enough time to really get too deep into it it's just to give you the feel for the world Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm in on it, you know, just by saying the name Last of Us in HBO, I was already in. Yeah. It. But this trailer makes me feel like, okay, it's in good hands. They know what they're doing.
1: And, and the way it looks like an HBO show, and mm-hmm. I say that in like, you know, when it cuts to this, uh, I got to play in the background too. It's cutting to this like, you know, post-apocalyptic city with like the buildings destroyed. This looks good on screen. This looks real. This is not, it's like we talked about it. I think maybe outside this, but you know, if Amazon had this, I would be nervous, because they just HBO has connections, has the history or something like they just make things that are CGI, like things look generally pretty good, you know, or passable at least. I would say more so. You might want to watch that
2: Lord of the Rings show on Amazon, because that one is the most expensive TV show of all time, and they definitely shows it. Ooh. The production value on that one is Yeah, take is that JJ Abrams. High. Also the boys on Amazon Jeff. So you using Amazon? <laughs> yeah, that's two, that's two mm-hmm. shows. That's two shows was Jeff. not the best. How about Invincible?
1: I, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 totally real. Total, looks
2: totally great. <laughs> look at the graphics <laughs> on that show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Rob?
1: The,
0: the it looks good. Yeah, what's it look like um, for you? I was able to watch it without any volume. And I can still tell exactly what's going on. What I'm curious about... The things that stuck out the most to me were... There's shots of like the snow and then not snow. And it got me to thinking about the games where it's like summer, winter. And I'm curious Mm -hmm. how long they're going to stretch that out. Like, is one season going to be equal to the story of the first game? Or are they going to like stretch that out really far? Or are they going to do game of thrones style where they're just like all right well we don't really have anywhere to go with this so let's just make up a bunch of a bunch of stuff until we get to where we need to go um but as far as what it as far as the elements from the game i mean the clickers look just like the clickers really gross vaginas for faces (laughs) like five clitorises all over the place i found it (laughs) finally it's right there on the clicker um the uh, the Fireflies logo, the graffiti, everything. I mean, it looks great. This is this is the first video game show that I've looked forward to in a very long time.
1: Um, I if speaking of the winter scene, I need them. They should do the bunny scene. I think from The Last of Us 2, right? I think it's the opening of that game. Oh, where she like, kisses the, the bunny. Uh <laughs> oh, she says, "I love gets you." Bunny kissed by an arrow through yeah. the
2: chest. Yeah, I yeah. think this is going to be a good one for us to talk about on the sandbox gamers. Oh yeah, um, it's video
0: game related, so yeah. you know we guns to talk about it. Uh Oh, Jeff posted the the is, uh, the video of the bunny rabbit yeah, getting killed. Everything
1: is twenty twenty three. Why did like, you have this so fast, Jeff? Because I had to Google it. Because I'm like, I think it's, it's the in last phase two that that's in. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because it's this clip of this girl. Like What's
0: this playlist, Jeff's it's favorites. T- that's
1: no, this is yeah. Rob's downloads folder. <laughs> all right. Shut
2: up! <laughs> I told you not to share. Yeah. So that was, that was all the main news stories, but we got some lightning rounds, boys. These are Let's ones go. that I think are interesting, but we're not going to go too in-depth. Real quick, have either of you played trombone champ?
0: Um, no. Not since high
2: school. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so... I was not made aware of this game until this week where uh, videos upon videos are invading my FYP on TikTok. Uh, I've seen quite a few videos of people playing this game. And I don't really understand it. (laughs) (laughs) This is
2: the world's first trombone rhythm game. And everybody is talking about it. It's kind of like an overnight success. So within the last week the exposure has grown quite a bit. I'm interested to check it out because I always liked Guitar Hero, all those rhythm games I always like, and this is kind of like a comedic take with the trombone. Does, so. it, come bon-
0: does it come bone with a yeah. trombone <laughs> peripheral?
2: Somebody <laughs> tweeted that there is a trombone controller. I don't know if that was just a joke or if that was real. I didn't have time to look into it, but if you're interested, it's fourteen ninety nine on Steam, so check out Trombone Jam. This reminds
1: me of uh, that horse game, Quop, Q-W-O-P, or whatever. What?
2: That's a song,
1: yeah. Jeff. That you're sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll that show you guys. sounds familiar. I'll show you after um, the show. It's it's legendary. You'll see.
2: The first Mario movie trailer is coming next month, so we're going to talk about I, that.
1: I need to say this real quick about this. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off actor. The, the, when's the last time a movie has ridden on the first reveal of the trailer and the voice like i feel like there's so much writing on this trailer that like you know what i mean like you're gonna you get to hear the voices like this it, it determines so much like it, it basically is determined if i see the movie i'll probably see it either way but like you know i just think there's a lot riding on that
0: yeah yeah uh so- I, my body is ready I'll just leave it at that. I'm very interested in seeing what they do. (laughs) Yes. Uh, October
2: 6th, the trailer is going to premiere at New York Comic Con, and then the movie itself is coming out April 7th of next year. So we'll check that out. Oxenfree uh, was a game that I very much enjoyed on Game Pass and on some other things, but it is now available as part of the Netflix Game uh, mobile games, which I would highly recommend playing with a controller. I don't like the touch screen. I played it. I, I don't like the touch screen controls. On that note, Oxenfree Two, the sequel, has been hit with another delay, so that is coming out next year. But if you're if you had not checked out Oxenfree, it is now free on uh, the Netflix. Well, I guess you have to be a Netflix subscriber. What do you
0: think of that um, reason that they're delaying it? There are. I thought it was interesting because. They are teaming up with Olly World as a crossover game, <laughs> and they're going to call it Olly Oxen Oxenfree. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You're welcome for that one, Jeff. Tell them, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that one, Jeff.
2: Oh, man. There's some interesting news uh, coming out of Twitch is Twitch's camp. Um, not only did they have like a gambling scandal that happened on Twitch earlier this week, but Twitch has lost the battle for its soul, according to this article at The Verge. This is very interesting, talking about the revenue share going from 70-30 to 50-50, and a lot of creator creators are not happy. So check that article out. It's in the show notes. We talked about the GTA six um, kind of hacking thing. The London police arrested somebody. So if you want to check that out. GameStop Daycare is a Thing... And employees are tired of babysitting other people's kids. You want to check that out? <laughs> um, Google has a new game ancient where you go to ancient Mesoamerica. You can actually play this on a browser. Um, the Descent of the Serpent is a Zelda-like game that's chock full of actual history. I was playing it on the browser at work, and I was like, hey, this is fun. I'm learning things. Uh, but you can also play it on their Google Arts and Culture ios or android app so if you want to check that out um that is fun valve is overhauling steam's stats page with all new real-time charts so finally because yeah.
1: they're that, I, I think it's about time because like i feel like a lot of things ride on that like when uh cyberpunk was blowing back up over the last couple weeks right everybody's like look at the steam chart look at the steam chart it's the most concurrent players they've ever had in the, the history of the game um so i think they should take you never uh, see that this more serious i feel like xbox them should do that too but obviously they don't they don't want to release it because they're afraid of people seeing that number yep
2: and then the last news story e3 2023 is actually happening in los angeles and it's going to be open to fans
1: Mm.
0: yes
2: just pull out gamers
0: live from e3 next year (laughs) that's
1: spencer do up your pullout game and
2: get out of e3 <laughs> oh
0: baby because this thing
2: is dead that's the wow. news
1: <laughs>
0: wow <laughs> we like to end the news the same way we ended every week here jeff making a pullout joke
1: dtf <laughs> DTF? <laughs>
0: dtf everybody <laughs> all right We'll shift gears now that we've talked about all the news in the lightning round let's talk about the game's We've been playing this week. I'm going to take charge. I'm going to lead the conversation here, boys, because this whole, this past week I've been setting sail to Monkey Island. Ooh. Oh, That's right. Return nice. to Monkey Island, the classic point-and-click adventure series, is back with a brand new dish, boys, and I've been playing it on my Steam Deck. As a matter of fact, it's only on PC and uh, it's on Nintendo Switch as well but i i decided i'm gonna do it on the old steam deck now i've never actually played a monkey island game before
1: uh, have you guys i know jeff probably hasn't um so i so i know the franchise like i know what these games are but I, they're not they're not uh you know my wheelhouse let's say they're not you
2: know something i'm super interested in
1: typically
0: that's fine factory you ever you ever taken a trip down to monkey island
2: I have. I played about 15 minutes of it back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. That was it. All
0: right, that's fair. Well, I've played more than 15 minutes of this game. I'm about, gosh, I don't know, four hours into it, I think. Um, although I've been playing it all week. Weird that it's only four hours and then I look back at it. It feels like I've been playing it forever. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm really enjoying it. So the, the, the neat thing about this game for me, never having played a monkey island game before but being familiar with the series is that you can start the game and of course it's making all these references to past things that have happened in the game but there's also a a catch-up option where it takes you through a scrapbook of all the other games like it's being told like a story to you and it's like and then this is the time I did this and check this out I did this too and this is relevant remember this because this Mm -hmm. might come back and that actually was very helpful um, and interesting, not interesting enough for me to go back and play the games, right? But interesting enough for me to be like, oh, okay, cool. All right, I'm gonna watch this thing to the end. Uh, but it's side-scrolling point-and-click game. I'm playing it on the Steam Deck, so instead of using a mouse, it's with the controller setup, and it it works really flawlessly. I'm very impressed with how well the the point-and-click mechanics work on the steam deck because you'll you'll be set in these little rooms or these little scenes i guess is the best way to describe it and Mm. you'll see highlighted little areas of the room they're like grayed out a little bit and you can use your thumbstick to
1: highlight over areas that are clickable are you using the thumbstick or the touchpad i
0: on that i used both but i ended up switching over to the thumbstick
1: and did it Um, did it say anything you know like when you start the steam deck games like if it's not support it it'll kind of warn you or whatever did it is it like fully no. supporting that or it is has it the
0: green check mark oh, on the okay. old, on the old nice. steam library yeah, or yeah. the steam store um, but the only thing I found getting a little adjusted to is point and click thinking so the idea here is that your guy brush three Wood they're doing a. it's they're telling the story like the princess bride where he's telling it to his kid and they're doing flashbacks to when he was actually in these scenarios and you'll be in different scenes and you'll say okay well here's here's what I'm trying to do I'm trying to get on this pirate ship this is just the first part of the game so I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it past that but just a couple of quick scenarios from the first part so you're trying to get onto this ship but you can't get onto the ship because your enemy is the captain and he won't let you on. So you have to get hired on to be on the ship. They have uh, a swabby, but you can't be a swabby because you don't have a mop. So you have to get a mop, but you can't get the mop because you don't know where, you don't know where to get the materials for a mop. So you have to ask a cook, but the cook won't tell you until you get him a cookbook, but you gotta get the cookbook Mm -hmm. from somebody else in town who needs you to do this and this and this. So it's this big game of just like, yeah, you can do this, but you can't do it yet. And yeah, you can do this, but you can't do it yet. And it's it's very easy to say, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do, be doing in theory, but I, the game will not allow me to do this huh. <laughs> until I figure out what's going on. And mm-hmm. so there are, I don't want to call it obtuse thinking, but there's definitely some scenarios where you have to sort of think outside the box. And I'm going to spoil one puzzle, just one. So if you're playing this game and you're getting new to it, just skip forward, I don't know, like f- a, a couple minutes. So there was one puzzle where I realized I had to sort of shift my thinking in this game. There are locks in the game that have serial numbers on them. And if you want to get a key to unlock the lock, you have to read the serial number and then take the serial number to a locksmith then they'll make you a key. But you can't read the numbers because they're so small. So it says, oh, okay, well, I got to get – eventually, I have to figure out how am I going to read these numbers. Right. So you get a monocle from somebody. Eventually, you find somebody who has a monocle. And it's not obvious. It's just something you can very easily pass over. You get a monocle. And, okay, now I put a monocle on and I can read these numbers. And that works the first time. But the second time I need to open a lock, I try to read it. And it says, no, the writing's still too small. I'm like, oh, great. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to make this bigger? And <clears throat> after going through every room trying to figure it out, how do, I, how do I do this? What Do I need binoculars now? Do I need a bigger magnifying glass? I go, eventually I end up back where I was, where I got the monocle. And they're giving away other monocles. Now I have two. And you have to think, okay, I'm going to go into the items menu and take monocle number one and put it on top of monocle number two, and now wow. I have a super monocle. Hmm. And eventually, that oh, that was able to help me solve the puzzle of the the serial number on the locks.
1: And there's no clues to that, like or did you? Well, not there is, and there is.
0: There's mm-hmm. there's verbal cues, so like you'll do what you think works like, okay, I'm reading the lock with the monocle. And then he'll say something like, well, the numbers are still too small. If only I could had something to make it Mm. better. Or he'll just, they'll say something vague like that. Yeah. Um, And you have to go back and forth and try to figure out what to do. Or there was another puzzle with a parrot that I had to distract a parrot um, where I had to sort of think the same way, but you'll, you won't think to go back and where you looked, to find what's the best way to say this if if the solution is in a room that i've already been in sometimes the solution won't appear until you advance the story gotcha so, so if i need could, an you object you know, from know room, that you've seen yeah. it kind yeah. of
1: thing like you don't know that you're like you, it I'm in wouldn't front of have it. been
0: in there the first time yeah until you trigger an event and mm. then you go back to the room or the 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 house or the area where you were before and all of a sudden there's a new item there
1: did kojima make this game
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not. Um, and this isn't bad. This, these are not complaints. But mm. it's definitely a game where you're like, okay, I have to just sit and think. Like, what, what am I trying to do here? What have I seen already? What makes the most sense for me to go looking for what I need to do? Um, now, circling back to what you said, you can do clues. There's a little scrapbook that mm-hmm. you get where it says, okay, here's what. Do you want hints for certain storylines or certain objectives? And I clicked into it once out of curiosity, and it'll say, okay, it'll start with a really vague clue. And then if you ask it again, the clue will be less vague. You'll get an even lesser, vaguer, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> not less vague clue. <laughs> and then eventually it'll just straight up tell you, you need to go here and do this. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well that was a, r- a lot easier than I thought it was. I don't, mm. don't know why my brain didn't put two and two together. So I, I did it once. And that's sort of what pushed me into the thinking about solving the monocle problem. And, Gosh, and yeah. then moving on from there. Um, mm. it's the art style is really great. I really like it. It reminds me of like a uh, Homestar runner flash games on, you know, internet mm. 1.0 way back in the day. Um, the writing's very funny, mm-hmm. the voice acting's great. It's actually a really good game, considering it's, I think it's only 20 bucks or 25 bucks is what I paid, Yeah. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. And it, it, it plays really well in the Steam Deck. Like for me, this is a perfect like pick up and play for a little bit, okay, put it down. Yeah. And, it, and go, you know, because even if you don't get so far into the story or you're missing clues, you'll have mm-hmm. a, little, a little list of objectives. You need to find the mop, or you need to find a disguise, or you need to get onto this ship. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I have to do one of these things to get it to work. And you can very easily remember what you were doing. Right. Um, So, having not played the other games in the series, that didn't seem to be a detriment to my ability to enjoy this game. So, Mm -hmm. I'm about, I don't know how far into the game I am, only being four and a half, maybe even close to five hours to it. Mm -hmm. but i'm definitely enjoying it and so i would recommend it you got 25 bucks to spare and you like point and click games and you like trying to think outside the box
1: this game's not bad yeah and i would say too this where this this is and i think we all kind of being you know steam deck boys uh and having that this is a game where i appreciate it because i feel like this is like you put this on the steam deck you're getting the optimal experience right like we're Like say we do our Spider-Man, you play the other games. I feel like you do have to like bring it a notch down a little bit Mm -hmm. like to put it on the Steam Deck to make it playable. Obviously, it's not as good as our like multiple thousands of dollars computers. It looks way better on my PC
0: than it does on my (laughs) Steam Deck.
1: Yeah, but this one, I feel like this game, it's it's like, hey, you don't have to lessen your experience in this. Like it is a good, like that's why it's on the Switch too, right? Like it makes perfect sense for those two platforms, um, which I, I appreciate when games are know doing that giving me you know uh I appreciate games that give me like the, the premium experience on the mobile uh platforms
0: yeah and it's it doesn't it doesn't dub down the the image or at least as far as i can tell cuz it looks great on the steam deck and one thing i really mm-hmm. like about it just the art style it has a lot of foreground and background activity so there's a if you go to the website just for example mm-hmm. it shows you a prison With two prisoners in a cell and then in the foreground there'll be like mice and rats and way in the back of other scenes there'll be like monsters in the background or in the forest and a lot of things going on at once so the art direction i'm really impressed with uh with this game so it looks good so uh this gets five robs out of five for me oh wow so
1: far i'm enjoying it and i'm looking forward to getting back into it yeah and that has an 84 on Metacritic, which is, uh, pretty high in general. Um, there you go. What yeah. you've been playing this week, Jeff. Uh, so I played a few games, you know, I've been Diablo two. There's that, that Diablo two, uh, they're starting a new ladder soon. So I'm going to be, I've been kind of poking around in that game and I will, there'll be a few, a couple weeks here, boys, where I'm going hard in that game. Uh, so I've been kind of preparing for that. Uh, and we'll talk all about that when it happens. Um, you know, doing a little bit of zelda trying to poke away at that game nice. uh the new thing i played this week is and i paid 70 ethan dollars i think it was uh, 80 i think it's 70 uh is the base price for this call of duty beta just to get in here
0: 70 um, dollars
1: yeah and this is like and this is for pc like you know pc i have not felt the pain of making that jump yet like you know the I think what it's like 2k basketball games they charge 70 or 80 dollars for the base game you know they're upping that price and uh i think this might be my first pc purchase that i've had to go up way over 64 now um so the uh the game the beta is interesting vector uh you know us playing a couple it's 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 call of duty you know um it's it's kind of incredible how the beta can be out for less than a a day you know and it's only a weekend and you get in there and you're just like all right well (laughs) i'm already getting run through by people that know how to do everything here um and and all that (laughs) stuff so it's it was kind of that experience um but you know overall that game i feel like it's uh gonna be worth the value i think vector might end up uh hopping in there uh with me at some point to play that uh, I'm, I'm kind of honestly waiting for the new Warzone just to see what that is, because I think that's going to be what what brings people back in. Um, but yeah, there's there's I, I'm actually I really would like Vactor to I hopped on this beta with me just because there's some questionable choices in terms of menus and stuff uh, that I would like to point out to you. Hopefully, if they don't hmm. fix it before the main game, you'll see some uh it's kind of like a shit show of a menu like the other games, but even more so uh, this time in a way. Um, there are things that are all over the place. Leveling is hard to see where you're at and all that stuff. You uh, should not
2: actually record that and put it on yeah. our channel on our YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah Jeff.
1: <laughs> a minute video of me being like, this sucks. Um, that's going to go yeah, viral, that's buddy. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be just like Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, another thing. I think... Uh, Something if uh, if you're more into Battlefield Vector, I think they've they've changed. You know, remember ground war modes where they basically just like double the team size and it's just like a large team. It's like just like a slightly larger version of the same thing you're playing. Um, yeah. In this one, and I don't think they've done in the other ones. There is essentially Battlefield. You can play Battlefield in this game now. It is uh-huh. you know same same game types, same large scale maps, all that stuff. Um, so it seems like Call of Duty is like covering your. You know your war zone or your Fortnite. You know they got that. They got their team deathmatch, and now they got which is you know, not battlefield good
2: for me because that is what I don't like about Battlefield is how big it is and how you can get lost on the map and yeah. it's like it takes me forever to just to get back to the point where I was fighting at once I die. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, I have what you got. Three. What you got? Buddy? Groups. Of two different games. Let's hear it. So each grouping of these games is a different type of game that I played this week. So I'm a huge, if you guys know anything about me, side-scrolling action-adventure games are my favorite genre of games. Yes. played two games this week that fall into that mold. One is free. That's Moon Scars, which is on Game Pass. And then the other one you have to pay for, which is Blasphemous. And I played the demo of Blasphemous on Steam. And then I found it on GOG for $3. So I said, oh, we're just going to buy this. Uh, (laughs) Both of them are very similar. Um, They're kind of like Knight. uh, Very Castlevania-esque. The weaponry, medieval times, um, stuff like that. But I liked both of them. So I'm going to put those on on the back burner because i got a ton of side-scrolling action-adventure games that I'm trying to get through. Uh, so just those are two I wanted to shout out Moonscars and Blasphemous two that are interesting because they're different than any other type of games Spider Heck which is free on Game Pass and You Suck at Parking which is free on Game Pass. Nice. Spider Heck is interesting because it's spiders with lasers attached uh, sp- <laughs> where you can swing, <laughs> stab shoot and you could do parkour as a spider uh, but I just like the swinging mechanic of it and I didn't like necessarily the uh, online multiplayer aspect of it. So Jeff and I might have to jump in on that one. Yes. You Suck at Parking is a really fun- I've seen this, by I'm, the way.
1: This is like popular or-
2: It's on Game there. Pass, right? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe. Yeah. And this is the type of game that you want on Game Pass. All it is, you're trying to get to your parking spot as quickly as possible and stop. And your your times are uploaded to a leaderboard so you're just trying to get the best time possible going around all these different obstacles and parking. So I would 100% recommend it was a fun time playing. You suck at parking. And then my last tier, my last group, is the one that I really wanted to spotlight. Two games that I love this week and I highly recommend it. I recommend it to my technological co-host and former geek, so to speak, co-host, Shaw who was asking for some recommendations earlier this week, Rob. Uh, Tinykin is the one that I recommended to him. But also, Shoff, I would recommend to you Beacon Pines, both on Game Pass, both with very unique art styles and gameplay styles. Uh, Both of them, the art in particular, is what caught my attention. And then the play style, the, the gaming mechanics of both of them interested me. Um, Beacon Pines, it's like a, a a forest, woodland creature. You're like a deer, and you're going through a mysterious book, uh, trying to find out like what's going on in this, this town. Uh, very Zelda-esque, I found. Um, so, I will be continuing with Beacon Pines. I will be continuing on that journey. Tiny Kin is one that I have never played this style of game before. And I think it's a very unique... Number one, the art style is cool, like animated. But it's a 2D platformer. Actually, I'm trying to think of how to say this. The character is 2D. -hmm. And he's on a plane that rotates. um, So the character is just... He's flat. But then the world is 3D. And so the camera rotates around the character 360 degrees (laughs) and the character just moves up, down, left, and right. So you're moving on an axis as you're going through this world platforming and trying to do different things and he looks like he's hand-drawn animated and then the world looks like it's 3D animated. So 100% there's a free demo, like I said, it's free on Game Pass, but there's a free Switch demo and it's also on PlayStation and Steam. 25 bucks, it looks like. Yes. I would recommend Tiny Kin. If it wasn't on Game Pass, this would actually probably be one that I would buy. This is right up my alley, so I'm going to be spending some more time with Tiny (laughs) Kin. Nice.
0: All right, well, I think that about wraps up the games we've been playing this week and this week's episode of the Sandbox Gamers. But wait... Please don't turn off the podcast, but I have something to tell you. I have something very important to tell you. Did you know, the sandbox gamers? <laughs> for uh, I started laughing because what the what you listeners can't see is that factor. This is a late night for Factor. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he was a little sleepy uh, until until we started asking him to talk about video games, and he perked right up. <laughs> now he says he's going to play Fortnite. It's <laughs> just very funny to me. Okay, <clears throat> anyway did you know that the sandbox gamers is part of the trent justin factor podcast network or as we like to call it the sandbox gamers network of friends you should check out the comic book kaiju podcast available anywhere you get your podcast that is your weekly comic book and comic book related news podcast Giving you everything you need to know. that's going on in the world of Marvel, DC, Image, uh, Dark Horse, um, shoot, other other things too. I couldn't name any more after that, but I'm not the co-host or the host, so that's not my job. This latest episode uh, was She-Hulk: Attorney at Law, episode six, just Jen and Vactor has a rotating stable of co-hosts on this podcast, and this week was a purveyor of cussy sentences and radio stuffs, Curtis Daniels sat down with factor to talk about she hulk so you're definitely guns to want to listen to that and factor also is on another podcast called tracknological a shark shark Star
2: Trek
0: <laughs> shakedown now who's uh,
2: tired
0: i'm not tired i just have uh, i don't have any reading comprehension <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> uh mission 25 or episode 25 star trek lower deck season 3 episode 5 reflections with a special guest captain rick at random gotham from tiktok join them on the latest episode so you're going to still want to check those out and you're going to want to subscribe to all three including sandbox gamers you're going to want to review you're going to want to recommend you're going to want to do everything and you're going to want to stick around to this podcast feed like i mentioned at the top we have a fresh and tasty episode of the sandbox gamers after dark just waiting for you uh and well i'll just tell you that oj simpson is involved (laughs) but i'm not gonna tell you how gg everybody gg